When the bumps began to fall Now where were you, my dear? Did you think a plane would come and save you from this wreck? I'm sorry, but you were wrong Let's hop a train, get out of here There's but one left that'll take us where we need to go We all knew that it was gonna end this way So hold my hand and there'll be nothing to fear If you're afraid, we'll get some beer If you're still afraid, well then we'll get some whiskey too And we'll drink it till we can't remember our own names Smash those bottles against the remains of this machine So when the sun falls to the sea And everything we thought we had is gone May we wake up bathed in a glorious radiant dawn Pick ourselves up, move right along Howdy folks, how you doing? This is the Garrett Schalke Podcast I am your host, your boy, the main man, Garrett Schalke And guess what? Breaking news I am still alive. And if you're listening to this, I too assume that you are alive. So, great job. (laughs) Best podcast intro ever. Anyway, yeah, um, we're still in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. And, uh, it sucks. That's a very good understatement. But, nonetheless, very true. And this is a, uh, very special, and, well, I say that a lot because it's a gag that I think is funny, but this is also a unique episode of the podcast because, uh, well, first of all, it's going to be a two-parter. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know how I always do those, uh, do these wonderful episodes that are like Joe Rogan length, you know, two three hours long. I think one time, Zach Helmblad and I did like, nearly four hours once. Yeah, not this time. They're technically long episodes, and you'll see why, but, this is gonna be broken up into two parts. And, uh, the other big thing is, um, well, like I said, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so, guess what? That means, uh, I really can't interview people face-to-face right now because, uh, people don't want to do that for a very good reason. I'll let you figure out why. And, uh, unfortunately, the the popular thing with a lot of podcasts I listen to is to, uh, do it online. You know, do a Skype, do a Zoom, etc. Which, uh, kind of a problem for me, for uh, one specific reason. And I've mentioned this before on numerous podcasts. My internet is fucking awful. I have basically, basically, uh, the lowest, (laughs) the lowest, the most basic AT&T internet that can be provided, 34 bucks a month. And, uh, yeah, while I can surf the net, download stuff, and even watch Netflix and YouTube, really can't do anything else. 
like, say, online gaming, or in this instance, use services like, say, Skype or Zoom to do podcasts. So, how did I do this podcast, you may ask? Well, it's uh, something that I've been thinking about doing for a long time, in fact. And this uh, biblical plague that has been brought upon us has uh, given me the chance to do it. Call guests up on the phone, put them on speaker, and uh, put and arrange the voice recorder as it should be, and go. And uh, these two podcasts are the result of that. I, uh, well, that's the long summary of what's been going on and uh, how these podcasts came to be. But what are these podcasts, you ask? Well, basically, uh, I wanted to talk to uh, past guests, ones that I could reach, about their life during this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, and I had, I have uh, some specific questions, which uh, you'll hear repeated throughout this podcast, you know, like, when did they realize that this pandemic hit? You know, how has their life cha- changed? You know, in personal habits, finances, job-wise. And my personal favorite question, uh, how, how would they envision a post-COVID world would look like? And this is the result of it. These, uh, these two shows, uh, <laughs> alright, this intro is going on way too long, so I am not starring over like I did the first time on this. Anyway, the these episodes were recorded throughout April and into the beginning of uh, May. So, yeah, I have to say, it was a very fun experience. I really liked uh, interviewing over the phone. It took a sec to uh, get used to actually but eventually it pretty much became like anytime I sat down IRL with a guest and actually uh, to toot my horn here and to do uh, perhaps a false equivalence uh, it kind of felt like a, a space ghost and space ghost coast to coast you know just nonchalantly talking to a monitor, you know, you know, me, a, uh, repurposed Hanna-Barbera cartoon into a adult satirical short cartoon. Uh, God, that was awful. Oh, by the way, uh, among the many things I've been doing is, uh, marathoning Space Coast Coast to Coast on Adult Swim since, uh, they have all the episodes available online. So, yeah, thanks Adult Swim for, uh, Making me make that lame comparison slash reference. So anyway, for uh, this first episode, we have uh, artist John Withy and uh, Grand Rapids comedians Stu McAllister and Garrett Elzinga, as well as uh, some great tunes that I got permission to use that either are about this COVID-19 outbreak, pandemics in general, or our well, my all-time favorite topics, and as if you're a listener's podcast, I imagine yours, 
the apocalypse. So, uh, let's get going here for the, for a uh, part one of the COVID life. Let's do this, folks. All right, uh, we're recording. Very first episode, very first episode of, uh, this compilation podcast. And, uh, folks, I would like to welcome our uh, first guest, Kalamazoo writer and artist, uh, John Withy. Well, thanks, Gary. Good to be back. Yeah, John, it's, uh, good to hear, hear from you again, man. How's it been going? Yeah. Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I moved. I, uh, um, got myself set up with a good job. I'm still working through the pandemic. And, uh, been working on a lot of art. Yeah, it's good, good to hear. So, uh. Well, like I uh, said in my uh, message, I uh, just want to talk to you a bit for a bit about uh, your experience throughout this pandemic. Sure. Well, uh, I live with one other dude who's really cool, um, and uh, uh, he is a teacher. So he's been um, he's been teaching from uh, from like from home remotely. Um, but I still gotta go in. Fortunately for me, I, I work with only one, um, quadriplegic man. And so, um, that means that I'm not really exposed going into work too much to the virus. It's just, uh, one guy. But, um, especially fortunately for me, uh, my, uh, studio where I make, um, my mosaics is still open. And so that means that I still get to go out there. Um, uh, very nice. Just, uh, yeah, it's just one, it's, it's like the basement of a friend's house, and they don't go down to the basement, so it's like all my actually, uh, spot. Actually, before we uh, get to all that, how about we uh, start at the beginning, I guess? Okay. Yeah, um, for, I guess, uh, when, uh, <laughs> sorry, you know, I just gotta work as well, so, tap bit tired. You're good. But, uh, yeah, when, when did this, uh, pandemic personally hit you like uh was there a moment when you kind of just realized oh shit this is not good um probably after uh my roommate went grocery shopping and uh was wearing the mask and the gloves and came back with the groceries and we wiped it all down with sanitizer and stuff like we're supposed to and uh that's when it really like struck me like wow we're, we're really uh in this thing for the long haul. You know, um, two months ago, I don't know, I don't think anybody could have, um, well, more than two months ago, I I personally didn't uh, didn't see this coming as big as it did, uh, mostly because uh, I, I just, I'd never lived through anything like this before, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, same here. For about uh, the first two weeks after, like, it, really hit for me back in, uh, March. I think it was when, uh, Trump declared the state of emergency. I, uh, pretty, went through a pretty rough patch there of, uh, depression and feeling of doom. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and I still kind of feel that way, but, uh, I would say I both kind of gotten, sad to say, used to it. Plus, yeah. uh, Plus, I've just finally got, well, the whole depression thing for me also uh, 
caused me to stop writing and creating as a whole, but uh, finally broke through that and uh, it's been helping. Nice. Yeah, so uh, so what did you say that your uh, home situation is like? Oh, I just live with one other dude. Um, so we have been trying to occupy ourselves. We watched all the Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> uh, we've been playing a lot of board games, Risk and Stratego and stuff like that. Um, just trying to stay busy, trying to, uh, you know, keep the mind from melting. Yeah, uh... To, yeah, actually, uh, when did you, uh, move to this new place? Because, uh, last time I saw you, it was, uh, when we saw that wonderful debate between, uh, Pearson and Zeshek. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Huh. Yeah. Good times, Yeah, I huh? only, I managed to move, uh, right before the pandemic. Um, like, I mean, just a few weeks before. And I had a lot of friends come and help me out, and that was really awesome. And so, uh, yeah, I was able to make it in here, and then it was kind of like, boom, like this pandemic hit. And I was like, wow, I'm really, um, I'm really not going anywhere, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, and, uh, and you, you are technically an essential worker, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, healthcare. Healthcare? And, uh, yeah. how has your job been affected? Uh, well, I only just started this job, actually, with, like, right when the, uh, pandemic hit, too. But so mm -hmm. far, um, so far, I mean, like, the hand sanitizer is everywhere. Um, we're already, we already got a lot of PPE, like, uh, gloves and such, uh, just the nature of the work. Um, but, uh, also, I noticed masks actually showed up yesterday, so everybody got to pick one, and I made, I picked out a plaid one. Mm -hmm. Um. So, uh, we'll be wearing those. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I generally only see my dude that I work with. Uh, I don't, uh, have to interact with coworkers too much. So, um, so for me, the changes have been pretty minimal, but, uh, you know, they're really important. I'm every, every day I'm wiping down all the knobs and stuff, that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of the. Same thing with my job schedule, at least. my I'm an essential worker at my warehouse. And, uh, yeah, um, you know, besides the safety precautions, like we're given masks, we get uh, checked every morning, our temperature. And uh, other than that, yeah, still sticking, sticking to a the same schedule. And, uh, well, even... Uh, even like this week, due to uh, due to the amount of stuff that we're getting, which strangely enough, I wouldn't really count as essential items because uh, most of it is just like summer stuff, which I have no clue why we're stocking still. Plus, uh, peep. Plus, plus, due to this pandemic, there's a new rule where um, basically. Before you would get penalized for taking a day off, unless you have a doctor's excuse. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Now you can take time off up to like thirty days without any penalty. You won't get paid, oh, nice. but you won't. But you won't get penalized. So okay. I'd call that a start. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's good. It'd be nice if we could get paid, but, uh, yeah. okay, you do, I guess. But, um, right. but, so yeah, we have a lot of people dropping out, so, got, so I guess essential workers like myself are, uh, working overtime, plus getting hazard pay. Yeah. Uh, how about you, right. uh, any type of hazard pay or overtime? Oh, nothing like that, but, um, I just got this new job, and so I'm satisfied with it. <laughs> All right. I'm just happy to be working through it, you know, because a lot of people who are stuck at home, I don't know what they're doing with, uh, you know, not getting paid. All the waitresses out there and that kind of thing. Uh, well, I know so far, like, my, uh, my folks are, uh, stuck inside. My dad, he's, yeah. uh, he retired this past December, so he would be in anyway. And, uh, my mom works for the public schools as an aide. And, um, well, I guess unless they, uh, do, like, sporadic food deliveries and stuff like that for the kids and families. Other oh, yeah. Other than that, uh, she's stuck inside with my dad 24-7. Yeah. <sighs> I huh. I think I'm taking a tad bit better than she is. Yeah. Um, I noticed uh, Gretchen Whitmer just a day or two ago um, increased the, uh, the quarantine up until April 30th. Oh, could yeah. go longer than that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense, considering the toll we've had in this state. I think uh, mm-hmm. just last week we've passed a thousand count when it came to deaths. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's seven in Kalamazoo. Um, I have noticed that uh, on the charts, uh, some of the predictions are going, uh, are coming true that that there is going to be like a slowdown here coming up because we're kind of reaching the peak. And so fewer people a day are getting admitted to the hospital, and that's pretty good, at least in Michigan. Oh, yeah. And um, it's been... I would say all right here in uh, Grand Rapids, which actually really surprises me, you know, considering that we're the second biggest city outside Detroit, which has just gotten hammered. Yeah, yeah, gotten pretty lucky up there. Yeah, I don't have, like, the stats in front of me, but I think Kalamazoo might have more cases than we do. I'm I'm honestly not sure. Hmm. Okay. No... What what I what I really wonder about um, about all this is that once the quarantine's over, I I can see it sprouting back up again, you know, and us having to go back into quarantine again. Oh yeah, they talked about that uh, second wave. Yeah, but I think that's uh, they're considering that like the worst case scenario. Like, let's say they start opening things up and everyone just goes totally ham. You know, right. instead of, like, taking precautions, not, like, washing hands or wearing masks or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, but, uh, speaking of Kalamazoo, uh, how has Kalamazoo been affected from your viewpoint? Uh, well, there's a Facebook group that started, uh, uh COVID-19 uh, Kalamazoo Mutual Aid is some title like that. And um, I've noticed a lot of people jumping up to try to help out, to uh, try to run groceries and, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, all sorts of stuff. 
I noticed um, uh, a lot of the small businesses around here. There's another Facebook group that started uh, that I think made the news called the Kalamazoo oh. Menu. And um, basically it lists all of the restaurants in Kalamazoo that are offering takeout or pickup. Oh, I've heard both of them, actually. And, oh, yeah. Yes, and uh, actually there's another website that has recently made the news. Actually, it started by a Kalamazoo chiropractor, I guess. It's the uh, Michiganders Against Extensive Quarantine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, have, yeah, those guys. Yeah, do you know anything about this uh, chiropractor? I've never heard of him before now. Uh, I don't know about the guy himself. Um, as far as the group goes... Um, you know, I've only seen what's coming across my feed, but it looks like it's um, it's a lot of people uh, that are just complaining that they can't go to their beach houses and stuff like that, that they can't go golfing. It, it seems like it seems like a whole right wing kind of thing, and I, I, you know, all the references of uh, Gretchen Whitmer to Hitler and stuff like that. Oh yeah, kind of come out of that group. I'm like. Yeah, it's so old. Like, you just gotta stop comparing people to Hitler, you know, just because it rhymes. Oh, man. I I have a saying that I like to post online constantly. It's, uh, the right can't meme. It angers a lot of people, as you might imagine. But, uh, stuff like Whitler or, um, I think it's that meme where they have, like, a character from The Office pointing at a, uh, pointing at a sheet and then making a uh, neutral face. It says, like, if you uh, snitch on people nah, peop- on people not respecting quarantine, you would snitch on Harriet Tubman and, uh... God, who... Oh. And, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's so ridiculous. And, I, Anne Fra- I, and Anne Frank, you would... If you snitch on people outside of quarantine... <laughs> You would snitch on Anne Frank and Harriet Tubman. No, no. Ah, <sighs> man. No. Yeah, false comparison. Yeah, but uh, I've honestly I keep up with you on Facebook. I have seen like a few pictures of like, you know, your fire pit and the poetry readings you've been doing there. Look, oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, congrats on your new work that you published online too, by the way. Oh, I thank you. Yeah. Um... Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Are you still in the Vine neighborhood? Uh, just south of it, down on Wall Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What was um, was the feeling been like around the Vine neighborhood? Uh, it seems like people are mostly coming together. I mean, people are stressed, and uh, uh, especially, um, you know, this is depending on how long this lingers out. Uh, not just here, but elsewhere, it could lead to rent strikes and stuff like that. So, you know, people are a little bit on edge. Uh, don't know how they're going to make ends meet and uh, how long this is going to last, you know. Yeah, besides, besides, you know, us as workers and renters, I'm also very concerned about small business since I think the um, response to helping small businesses has been very dismissal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, like, have you uh, seen the GoFundMe page for uh, 
City Lights Bookstore? Yeah, yeah, I did. What did they raise? Like uh, third of a million in like yep. twenty-four hours. Oh, yep, over thirty grand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm. So yeah, when I first saw the news story, like you know, City Lights may shut doors for good. It just struck struck me very bad because uh, it's someplace I always wanted to go to, and 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 you well know the reputation, the history of it. Oh yeah, I mean that going to City Lights Bookshop could be a bucket list item for me. I used to um, play the Howl movie for my students back when I was teaching uh, oh. freshman English. So the, the one with James Franco in it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I own that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, so are there, to your knowledge, are there any Kalamazoo businesses that are particularly struggling that you know of? Uh, I wouldn't be able to name any off the top of my head. Um, I just know the whole city is kind of uh, um, experiencing some difficulty. But if you go to Kalamazoo Menu, I'm sure they'll have, you know, you can ask anybody a question like that. All right. Well, uh, yeah. we, well we talked about you and your housemaid. Uh, how about your family? Uh, how are they dealing with it? Uh, well, um, my mom and my dad, uh, live on a 120 acre farm. Oh, and, nice. uh, yeah, <laughs> the beauty of that is that my dad gets to, uh, do a lot of work out there. He's retired, but, um, you know, just, uh, um, really clean up the trails and, uh, and there's always something to be done, you know, so he likes to get up early and, uh, have a cup of coffee and, you know, oh. go see what's, see what the woods have to offer. Uh, pretty isolated, too, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, my uh, my family, we uh, have a hunting camp, which isn't uh, far outside of Alpena County. And since my parents still live up in Alpena, it's not breaking the whole, you know, people going to their cottage rule. But I've been joking with them that, yeah, that's probably the safest place for you right now. Now that isolated hunting camp that uh, kind of looks like, not the camp itself, but the scenery kind of looks like it's out of the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last question, John. And uh, yeah. you ready for this one? Sure. All right. Um, what are your predictions for for the rest of this pandemic? Like... Do you have any predictions of when or how it's going to end or anything in particular the near future, i.e. the rest of this year? Mm, that's a great question. Um, Say the best for last, friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think um, up until now, we've actually been, uh, like, really lucky that this hasn't struck until now. Um, I can imagine something like this hitting in, like, you know, the 60s or even the 80s or 90s, and, like, us not having, in, you know, because of the uh, the inability of the feds to get their shit together, we still don't have all the, you know, equipment and stuff that we need, but um, we're doing better than we would before on a, you know, if you think out hundreds of years, global mm -hmm. scale and that kind of thing. Uh, I could see another one of these happening maybe two or three of them, you know, in the next hundred years. Um, 
I I think that uh, a lot of the studies have shown that um, this is one of the greatest you know threats that we just kind of like face um, in order for uh, you know the survival of many of us. Um, I you know I wonder that myself because art prize is coming up in the fall and I uh, I don't know if art prize is going to happen or not in September because it's just so many people from around the world um, that it attracts and it's such a big event I don't know if, uh, if it'll happen well, so um, well, I kind of have my fingers crossed but. well a lot of the events that I've uh, got tickets for or like just have click going on Facebook a lot of them have rescheduled for uh, fall or like August so oh. a lot of people I guess are still optimistic that this will end in one way or another yeah yeah but um as far as it dragging out longer I will really have to see uh see what happens you know um and that's gonna rely on individuals as well as policymakers. So. alright oh uh very quickly um did you get your uh Stimulus refund there? No, oh, uh, I have not yet. Yeah, I, ch- yeah, I uh, checked my account today and I have yet to receive it, so sad face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, since I'm still working, I'm just gonna throw it all into a down payment for a house fund. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Not for sure. Yeah, just the most, the more I can keep everything chugging along like normal, I think the better. Yeah, I'm, oh. yeah, along with the um, extra money I'm going to make with overtime this month, I'm probably going to put it all on my credit card and probably get about half of it paid off. So, making some progress. Oh. And, uh, there you go. Yeah, and uh, as our Lord and Savior Bernie Sanders said a while back on a NPR interview that I listened to, he does believe that there will be a second stimulus package for uh, May. So I believe it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we may just get another check, man. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Well, John, uh, that's actually all I wanted to talk about, man. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there, I guess, uh, promo time? Is there any... Any uh, place where people can purchase your art, or if they want to donate, uh, if they don't want to donate to you, like a PayPal or uh-huh. a virtual tip jar, that's pretty popular right now. Well, I'll tell you what, my Etsy shop is the Cucumber Boat, and on it you can get anything from uh, cons- custom construction paper art to custom mosaics that I've built, and there's a lot of uh, or mosaics that I can build for you. I'm currently working on uh, some bumblebees for a beekeeper friend of mine. Um, there's, a, it, there's a whole bunch of examples, but I can make a whole bunch of stuff. and um, It's kind of an abstract style, but I think if you check it out, it'll look really cool. Oh, well, I should ask that question then quickly. Uh, I guess they put in the package now a thing for, you know, freelancers and contractors. Would you uh, apply under there for your day job or for your artistic endeavors? 
that's a good question. Um, I haven't really been geared toward it right now. I've mostly been focusing on uh, just the work and saving and that kind of stuff. Um, and so art has been a little bit pushed to the side. But, um, yeah, I'll have to think about it. All right. All right, good. I uh, hope, really do hope that works out for you, man. And, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, taking time to talk with me today. It's been, yeah, you bet, man. Yeah, man, it's been a long time since That's we've seen or talked to each other. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Good, it's good to hear from you again. I'm glad you're doing well in the midst of hey, all too, this. Man. Yeah, yeah. Ain't easy. All right, well, I'll pu- well folks, uh, you can check out John's work in the description there. Buy his work. Please support him. He's a great, great fella. <laughs> All right, John. Uh, I guess I'll end this podcast, man. All right, man. It's great talking to you. All right. Well, have a good day, friend. Take care of yourself. All right. Yep. You too. <laughs> All right. Bye. Peace. Coronavirus. I'm bored. Virus. I'm bored sitting here all alone doing nothing being bored playing cello yeah but that's just like breathing boring breathing boring sitting boring phone boring girls boring cello boring books boring food boring everything is boring the universe is boring Boring a hold of the center of the earth now Looking for tasty treats to put into my mouth now Let me have the inner earth candy fresh from the Egyptian potato factory <laughs> Hold in the center of the earth now. Looking for taste to keep to put into my mouth now. Let me have the inner earth candy fresh from the Egyptian potato factory. for another interview and uh folks this time i got on uh grand rapids comedian and uh host of the lmno podcast Stu McAllister on the line yeah how are you man oh, i'm doing good despite the circumstances how are you dude oh sure uh yeah no i'm with you too man it's uh clearly it's been a weird couple weeks uh with day jobs and comedy gigs and everything else but you survive right yep and uh I guess I'll start off, start right off the bat by saying that uh, glad to hear that you're doing well because uh, honestly, I'm friends with you on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, it seems like you're going insane. Me? Why? Why do you say that? Oh, I don't know. Um, let's see. I think like the whole shaving of the head thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did have more 
more as like a goof, you know, just to be silly and funny. And like, I know I'm not going anywhere for a couple weeks, so. Oh, good. Well, that's a relief then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My hair, my hair is growing back. I always leave it that way, too, when uh, you go get your hair cut. And then the barber's always like, well, how do you want to cut? I'm like, hey, I, I, I don't know how you are, but I'm, always, I'm like a dude. I'm like, I don't really give a shit. This cut it short. It'll grow back, right? Uh, that's one way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it could be worse. You could be uh, going to the Capitol and blocking hospitals to protest your rights. Just, uh, yeah, man, that, that, that was clearly a very weird thing. And uh, it, it's weird to me when people are like, if, you're, if you were mad about that protest, and I have absolutely no problems with anybody protesting stuff. But these are weird times, and we're dealing with a weird thing. We shouldn't be around people, and we shouldn't be creating a problem like that, right? Like, if they did, if they did a protest a year ago when nothing was going on, and they're like, "All right, do whatever you need to do, right? Whatever floats your boat." But now, you want to be around all these people? It's gross, man. Oh yeah, I'm currently waiting to hear uh, all the new cases pop up. That's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't wish it upon them, but it's just one of those things that, like, come on, guys, use common sense, right? We're not supposed to be near each other. This is not... It was weird to me how everybody were, like, bringing in clearly uh, a politically motivated protest when it was just kind of, they should have been like, hey, just open businesses, but then they turn into, like, a Trump rally, whatever, this or that. And you're like, okay, there's a strange motivation going on here. All right, well, I feel that we could probably go off on this subject for a while. Sure. Uh, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, we're talking about that uh, protest at Operation Gridlock that went down in Lansing a few days ago, where it was basically uh, protesters not liking our governor's uh, quarantine policies. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing to say the least. It's uh, it, it's very uh, to me. I I feel like it's pretty selfish, and uh, it, it's pretty short sighted. And uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I haven't worked in a month. I don't know about you, Garrett, but I you know my job was not deemed essential, and uh, so I, I'm out with the day job and then comedy stuff. I mean, that's out too. So I have been fortunate enough to really earn a. a living wage in that way and uh, so i'd love to go back to work man but i i just get like you don't necessarily want to rush things this is a weird time and uh don't don't know how the coronavirus COVID 19 is going to uh, respond to shit right am i wrong nope you definitely aren't yeah so and... just weird when people are like we need to get back and i'm like ah is that just gonna make things worse well well you're exactly right this this is indeed weird times and uh how about we get into your weird time? Okay. All, All right. right. All right. As I said over my message, I would like to talk to you about your life under this pandemic. Yes. So yeah. let's get right off the bat with the first question. Uh, was there a particular moment when uh, you realized that this pandemic was not going to turn out well, like an oh shit moment? I, um, when everything was first starting to happen, Garrett, I can't lie. I'm like, ah, you know, this isn't nothing. It's just going to be like the flu and the media is kind of overhyping stuff and, the, you know, fear tactics and everything. But then 
when, you know, like schools were closing and businesses were closing. And then my job was like, yeah, you can just stay at home, man. There's nothing going on. And then that makes you just go, oh, shit. And then hospitals are complaining about not having enough uh, safety equipment and, and, you know, people are dying. And, and when people were talking about statistics, like more people die from the flu and uh, car accidents and whatever. And I was like, what do you want me to do with that statistic? You're not comforting me <laughs> in any kind of way. You're just making it so I never leave the house. But uh, I think that was the, the oh shit moment for me was when uh, when work was just like, yeah, yeah, you don't need to come in. Yeah, so, and, uh, so it's been like that now for a while. Okay, so what is your uh, day job? You don't have to like name the company or anything. Oh, it's just uh, doing deliveries. Like I drive around the state of Michigan and I and I do deliveries, and it was just deemed uh, unessential. And I, I'm not going to disagree. But it just makes me go, ah, fuck. So, you know, a good portion of my time now has just been looking for other jobs. And a lot of these places are like, yeah, now, um, you know, we would probably interview now. But with with COVID-19, everything's on hold. So I think it's just going to make it uh, even more difficult for me to find a position. Unless I want to go work for, like, Amazon or Meyer or Uh, something like that. Oh, jeez. yeah, I just, uh, you know, every, everything I look at is, you know, Amazon. I'm like, I just don't want to work for those guys either, so. Yeah, uh, have you uh, looked into, you know, financial assistance or uh, any type of state welfare? Sure. I think I was pretty fortunate in um, I got let go from my job pretty quick into all of this COVID stuff. And they told me, they're like, yeah, you can apply for unemployment. Like, they even gave me, like, paperwork and everything to help ease the process. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was able to apply for and am receiving some unemployment benefits. So and I can't lie, Garrett. I, I think I'm fortunate enough that even if um, unemployment was to tell me, like, no, you don't, you don't qualify, I, I could last a, a pretty long time. Without anything, I've been pretty fortunate, uh, financially speaking, at least, that uh, I'd be okay. Okay, okay, that's actually very good to hear. Um, yeah. Because uh, one of the other people, that I, one of the other past GSP guests that I plan on uh, interviewing, yeah. you may know him, another local comedian. Uh-huh. As far as I can tell, uh, hasn't has much good luck when it comes to getting financial assistance or anything. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So, I, I, I know, uh, I mean, clearly so many people have been laid off or unemployed or whatever you want to say, so I know their the computer system has crashed, I guess, and then it's like, do we have funds for this and who gets what? It's all very goofy, man. So, I definitely feel for the people who probably need the money more than I do. I can't lie about that. Oh yeah, I could. It it could go into a big unfunny tirade, but uh, yeah, it has just yeah. Despite being the huge radical socialist that I am, it still it still shocks me just how broken our system has been since the thing started, from healthcare to financial assistance to even computing systems. It's like holy shit. Nothing is going to ever be as it was, right? Like, I just don't think, you know, like, just 
your jobs and people, what they're going to do with their money. And like, I think even like these social greeting, like I think handshakes, man, I, I, I think a lot of people are going to be better. Like, I'm not going to touch you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I think all that stuff is gone and it's just, it's weird. It's weird, man. It's very strange. And then like, even um, like comedy wise of like all of these gigs are gone. So is it going to affect people who want to kind of do that as a living? And they're not like, oh, fuck, can I legitimately do this as a living if stuff like this continues to happen? Oh, that's a, that would actually be a good branching off point there. Yeah. Uh, as a uh, comedian, uh, okay. I guess not only how, it's obviously how you've been affected, but uh, yeah. has there a, been a huge change in the landscape that, uh, here in Grand Rapids at least, that you think is just going to just keep on going through this pandemic and past it? Yeah. Well, a lot of people, they're adjusting and they're adapting. So then it becomes like, okay, uh, I've seen a lot of like Zoom shows, these online shows that people are doing. Then I see a lot of like uh, the video content that people are doing, whether, you know, it's like a TikTok thing or they're doing more Facebook lives. They're doing stuff like that or they're just making like sketches and videos because, you know, you're you're stuck at home. A lot of people like, I can't leave. I'm, I'm not supposed to do anything. And there's only so much like Netflix that you want, can watch before you want to blow your brains out. So, uh, you know, people are coming up with creative ways to do stuff. A lot of guys are starting podcasts. Because, uh, you know, that's something you can go uh, up on Anchor pretty quick. So and what, what it makes me wonder the most, though, Garrett, is mm-hmm. like, will these, project, will these projects continue to happen when we can go back to living kind of like a normal life? Yeah, that's a very good point there. And uh, and one, one thing that I've really been watching, because uh, aside from financial assistance and welfare and all that, yeah. I've also been very disappointed by this point, I mean angry about uh, the response that that small businesses have gotten. You know, the, the help, if you want to call it. Right. Which has not yeah. been very much. Well, it definitely seems like they haven't been getting their fair shake. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure what we can do for like a a small clothing store, a small shoe store, something like that. You know, I, I try to do what I can for, uh, you know, like the local restaurants and they do, you know, like takeout Tuesday and you can buy gift cards and things like that. But then you also got to remember too, like the people that you want doing all that stuff, like they're financially strapped a lot of people. So, you know, everybody's uh, like, how am I going to spend my money? So, I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, man. I hope a lot of these businesses are able to survive post-COVID. Yeah, do Well, you're con, also you're connected with uh, Dr. Grins and LaughFest. Yes. Uh, is there any uh, significant updates that you know of with those two? I know uh, Dr. Grins is closed at least through the first week of May. Uh, but then, you know, everything's almost kind of like, you know, week to week sort of thing with like, all right, is this comic still going to come in or this or that? Uh, I know LaughFest, a lot of the bigger shows that they had are going to be rescheduled. Mm-hmm. So like if you were going to see someone, I can't even remember who was there the, the second weekend, but if you were coming to see a bigger name comic the second weekend, like John Ray Manford or whoever, yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't think he was a part of uh, Laugh-Ass, but yeah. Oh, I thought he so, was performing uh, at Wealthy Theater. Yeah, 
And he was. He was performing in Wellington Theater, but he, uh, uh, I think he, he was getting rescheduled because people weren't coming to see him anyway. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I'm just joking on that. But people will come through again, I'm sure. Yeah, can you imagine just being sad because they canceled the John Lovitz show? Well, and this this is the truth. Uh, he did have two shows, which I thought was pretty weird. Because, uh, you know, Lowell Theater's not, like, super big. It's 400 seats. Oh, yeah, I love the place. Does, does fucking, does John Lovitz have enough pull to bring in 800 people to come see him? And, like, tickets weren't <laughs> super cheap. They were, like, 30 bucks a pop or something like that. And I'm like, can you get 800 people to spend 30 bucks on seeing John Lovitz? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So I'd heard that they were struggling and they were going to turn two shows into one. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, who, who knows? You know, that was all just secondhand shit I was hearing. Well, well, I could believe it. I mean, in the past, I've seen, like, Christopher Titus come and do, like, two shows. Uh-huh. And, and he, was he able to sell them both out? Honestly, I don't know, because I didn't go to the shows. But oh, okay. Come all on, right. this is Christopher Titus here, um... Yeah, much, much bigger name in the comedy world, much funnier guy than John Lovitz. John Lovitz is just a celebrity, right? Yeah. So he just got, he's got a bigger name probably in the real world, but I don't think he has a following, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, fuck, I, John Lovitz is coming? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm sure there's someone with like a three-disc three, three Am Sandler pack that has a John Lovitz in there. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna—they're fucking huge oh. bench warmer fans. Oh, he was in Little Nicky. He was the guy singing outside, outside creeping. Let's go see him. Right, right exactly. Oh, dude, I love fucking uh, the, what was it, the League of Their Own or whatever, you know, whatever. All right, okay. Well, uh, the, yeah, we went on John Lovett's rant, rant there. <laughs> okay, so uh, we talked about uh, your job. How about uh, your how about your home life? Like, do. What's your home life like? Ooh, uh, I, I'm, I am starting to get a little stir crazy, man. You know, I kind of have, I'm sort of built for this apocalypse. Uh, I'm not really much a person who likes to go out. I'm pretty much a homebody. You know, I, you know I'm not going to parties and things like that. But uh, for me, it's kind of like you get up in the morning. Uh, I got a subscription to the Green Rapids Press, so I read that. And then I look for some jobs. And then it's kind of like, all right, now what? Uh, and you, have, you really have to find the motivation in yourself to follow through on, like, projects or anything else. Or, or then you end up watching 10 hours of Deep Space Nine or some shit. Uh, do you live, do you have your own house or do you live in an apartment or anything? No, I have a house. I do, I do have a house. And uh, living with somebody and we got uh, two dogs and four cats. I mean, there's... Shit, I could be doing around the house, but uh, I don't. <laughs> well, uh, what what like personal habits have uh, changed for you? Uh probably just like I don't. I clearly, I'm not eating out as much and doing more stuff at home, uh, making more meals for myself. I, you know, I'm not like a grand chef in any kind of capacity but it is about like okay now i'm making some stuff for myself uh i'm reading a hell of a lot more like the simple like uh, new year's resolution for myself was to read uh 12 books for the year right so it's uh, like one, one, one a month one a month and i'm like oh that's obtainable but uh you know 
by the beginning of all this COVID stuff, I had already accomplished all of that. So, uh, you know, I'm just cranking out a lot of reading. I'm not, I should be writing a whole lot more, Garrett. I, I, I got projects that, that I sh- I've started and I just haven't completed. And I know I need to do that, but I just, I haven't. I suck. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I have actually been writing a lot more, or should I say it's been coming a lot easier these past few weeks because uh, when this pandemic like hit me, when I had my oh shit moment, I just instantly fell into like apocalyptic depression. Oh sure, I hear you. Especially with the whole, especially since, well I personally believe it, they haven't announced it yet, uh, that we're in a recession, Yeah, which is yeah. like the which is like the one thing that I'm like really truly paranoid about. It's like, yeah. oh, there's gonna be another recession. I gotta save my money. Yep. Well, it happened, and on top of that, we got a plague. So it's yes. like, so it's like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it's so, a scary world, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's a scary world. If you haven't been prepared, like financially or in any other capacity, to like, oh fuck. Because uh, I, don't, I don't know too many people who are making more money now, unless you work to, like, DoorDash or some shit like that. I know, and, uh, well, for me, like you, I'm in a generally good financial boat, savings-wise. And, uh, and considering that I I am a so-called essential worker, okay. I, I, I work at the warehouse for, take, don't, if you know the answer, don't say it out loud. Sure. Michigan, my... Uh, I almost gave it away. Michigan Walmart. <laughs> yes, I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, but, so even despite that, it took me about, I think, about two, two and a half weeks to stop <laughs> being curl- curled up on the floor crying, pretty much. Yeah. I hear you, man. I, I feel bad for people like you, because you're deemed an essential worker, and for the most part, you guys are definitely on the lower end of, like, wages and everything that way, and yet uh, we're relying upon you guys to feed the rest of the world and make sure we kind of keep in a certain level of normalcy. Uh, the, well, the one thing that I'm just really glad about is that I work in the warehouse. I'm not in, like, the storefront. Oh, okay. That's good, I guess. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it's definitely good. Yeah, Even yeah. before the pandemic, it was good. Right. Okay, so, uh, so, uh, where do you, uh, like, live in Grand Rapids? Like, any particular side or neighborhood? I, I live, uh, southeast side. I kind of live near, uh, Boston Square, if you know where that is. Yep, I know where that is. Uh, so it's kind of, um, I've always said I live in a hood light, right? Like, it's uh, not the greatest of neighborhoods. Uh, like, I've seen some weird shit. I've seen the squat, uh, the SWAT team roll down the street more than once. I've seen fights in the middle of my road. Very uh, nice. So it's definitely weird. But, uh, you know, I myself don't ever feel like I'm threatened or nervous or anything weird like that. So it's kind of hood light. It's getting a little better, though. Hey, good stand-up material, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes, for sure. What's the deal with people fighting in front of my house? <laughs> no, you got other houses, so why you got to fight in front of mine? That's right, go fight in front of your own. Get off my street. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's never going to live that down, even though he never did that joke. He never did. He should have, though. Uh, I hear you. I 100% agree with you on that. Okay, so uh, how about... 
the environment around your house. How has it been? How has it been affected? Like you mean within the house or like in the uh, neighborhood? In the neighborhood. Um, it's definitely weird. It's definitely not as active. And, uh, you know, like I don't see cars rolling down the street so much. I'm not seeing people out and about so much. But when I do take my dogs for a walk, then you definitely see a bunch of other people like, oh, fuck, I got to walk my dogs, too. And uh, you definitely see a lot of people just wanting to get outside and stretch their legs, you know. So that's uh, that's weird. But it, when I feel like when I drive to the store, it doesn't really feel super different though you know like it still seems like there's the same amount of cars on the highways and streets so it almost makes me feel like people aren't doing what they should to stay home or uh there's a lot of essential workers out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah i live in heritage hill and uh mostly i've been taken to doing 30 some 30 45 minute walks on the weekends since uh I literally got nothing else to do but sit around and write, read, right. Netflix, and all that shit. So yes. it's like, okay, I gotta get out for a little bit, or else I will probably like feel like crap for not going outside at all. Yeah, I uh, again, I'm not a, a people person, but I'm just like, fuck, I, you know, I miss going to like the movie theater, right? I miss going out to like Subway sandwich and just sitting there and eating a meal. You miss, just like you miss, around people, you know? Yeah, you just can't wash the shit out of stuff anymore, can you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but uh, I've been, since I'm in Harris Hill, I'm like a 15-minute walk away from East Town. Uh-huh. And, wow, it, it's been surreal these uh-huh. uh, Friday and Saturday nights if I walk. Because it is dead quiet. Oh, yeah, no, no one at the bars, no one hanging out, nope. no one at Yesterdog, none of nope. that shit. Nope, completely shut down, except for, mm-hmm. like, Papa John's and Gino's Pizza. Sure. Well, even the, um, uh, that, that, uh, Middle Eastern restaurant downtown, that was one of my favorites, and, like, they were just, they're fucking closed, too, man, not even doing takeout or anything, so. Oh, yeah. Is Wolfgang still open? Uh, no, it isn't. God damn, dude. There I you mean, go. I mean, uh, Yesterdog isn't open. I think they yeah. tried it for, like, a sec. Then they're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Let's just shut down. Right, right, yeah. Same thing with the my favorite downtown restaurant, Z's Bar and Grill. <laughs> oh, they're close, too? Yeah, yeah, I guess they tried. Yeah. I guess, like, Yesterdog, they gave it the college try, but uh, uh, just didn't work out. Yeah, that's a bummer, man. Z's was always great for, like, you know, their, the, the kitchen was open as late as they were open. So, you know, it was open up 2 o'clock, and you just going in there and get your bar fare, and it was all right. Yep. All right. All right, uh, Stu, final question. Okay. All right, the big one. You ready? Oh, boy. Probably not. All right. Do you have any uh, predictions for the near future, like when this <sighs> pandemic will end? What a post-COVID world will look like? Man, I... I'm not one of them they're smart people, Garrett. <laughs> I, it, it's, you know, I'm not... Uh, I don't have any kind of clue about how economics work. I'm not a business guy in any kind of capacity. I don't know how disease control works. Uh, again, I would rather 
try to ride out the storm, man. If, if we can't do shit until September, we can't do shit till September. I just don't want to see things open up like, hey, we're opening up May 1st. And then there's a second wave of shit that happens in June, and then we're closed down until like 2021. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, uh, I guess I guess to narrow down that big generalized question, then. Yeah. Uh, how how about you, how how you think uh, the world of comedy and movies will be in post COVID world? I think with all of that stuff, I think everything will kind of come back to normal. Uh, you know, people are going to come back to shows. They're going to want to come back and laugh. I mean, I know, like this was the week that Steve Ranazizi was going to be at Dr. Grin's, and he's a relatively big name in the comedy world, and a lot of people were looking forward to seeing him. And he did get rescheduled for December, which I think a lot of people are happy about that. But yeah, people, they're going to come out. Things are going to resume. Movies are going to continue to be made. Television shows are still going to be written. I don't think it's going to change a whole lot that way. I mean, maybe subject matter might change, but we'll see, man. I, I hopefully it doesn't affect things too much. Oh, uh, that that's actually been kind of a joke that's gone around in my indie writing circles. Oh yeah, is uh, saying, "Hey, editors, are you uh, ready to receive the wave of <laughs> COVID-inspired fiction that you're going?" Right, you're right. absolutely going to reject outright. <laughs> yes, I bet there's a lot of stuff that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, in the comedy world, I know, like I said, mentioned earlier, people are doing a lot of these Zoom shows and things like that, and so you have to write about kind of current event stuff. You can't be like, hey, I was at the gym last week, because everyone's like, hey, you weren't at the fucking gym last week. So you got to adjust. And then it is, well, the material that you're writing now within this past month and maybe even the next month, are you going to be able to use it in December or January? So it's going to affect things that way, but we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, We're man. comedians are resilient people. Man, I am, I am waiting for uh, the, I guess you say, the more reactionary comedians to uh, make a bunch of 5G jokes. Or you know, chi- you know, China made the coronavirus in a lab to destroy yeah. America. Jokes. It's uh, there's a lot of conspiracies out there, man, and I just, uh, I just, I can't, I just can't. Someone sent me a 5G video thing, and I watched about 10 minutes of it, and I'm like, I can't, man. I tried, I can't. Oh, dude, uh, my account, my Facebook account is currently on warning because. Uh, I shared, like, one of the more popular 5G memes making fun of it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Got, got a strike because it says I was promoting violence. Oh, Christ. Well, you know, we, we had conversations before the Oof. last time we podcasted together of just how social media is just people don't understand what jokes are, and they're just looking at, like, specific words. There's, like, a target word or a trigger word or whatever you want to call it. They're like, oh. Well, that's that's there's the word you said cancer now you're yeah. out or whatever I mean, you're like, uh, you, uh, you gotta look at the frame of reference yeah i mean there is some legitimacy for this one at least in like the uk where uh i guess people are burning down 5g towers oh jesus christ uh-huh. i know so some legitimacy but it's like are, are you serious yes yes 
Well, uh, you know, people are easily led astray, and I, I mean, people people will tell me that I'm easily led astray. Uh, you know, I'm one of the sheep or whatever, and I'm like, ah, what? okay, whatever. Wake man. up, sheeple. Yes, yes, we're we're all we're all sheeple, man. We all are. All right. Well, uh, Stu, that's uh, all I wanted to ask you today. Cool. Well, thanks, man. I'm I'm glad you're holding up well, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm doing well despite the circumstances. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, you know, save your toilet paper and uh, eat right and go for those walks and you'll be fine. Yep. So, uh, I guess promo time here. So, sure. uh, I guess aside from like where they can find you, your yeah. podcast, is there, yeah. is there, you have anything set up for people if they want to say financially support you, go fund, uh, go fund me, uh, PayPal. I, the podcast has a Patreon page. Oh, excellent. Um, so, I mean, if, if people did want to subscribe to the Patreon, but, uh, you know, if people aren't listening to my podcast, they probably don't want to do that. Um, I mean, it's one of those weird things, man. Like, I've seen like, you can add stuff to pages, like your PayPal account or your Venmo, and I just, I feel weird about that unless I'm giving someone a product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, so I just, you know, if, if I was doing, like, I see a lot of these musicians, and they're doing, like, a Facebook Live, and then, like, in the corner will have their PayPal or whatever, and I'm like, okay, you're tipping them, I'm watching the show for a half hour, and then I'm giving them five bucks, and I don't feel bad about that, but for me, like, I haven't done any of these Zoom shows or anything, and it, it would just be kind of weird for me to go, hey, my PayPal account is this, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if people, if people do listen to the podcast, they do the freebies every um, Monday and Thursday. And then now, because of, of just being stay at home, I'm doing the Patreon every day. So I, uh, I'm doing a podcast every day for like an hour or so. And uh, I just completed my podcast, the Patreon for today, like right before you called. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of, it's comedy related. I say a lot of dumb shit. I swear a whole lot. You know, it's, it's good for me. And if people listen, it's great. And if they don't listen, that's fine, too, because I would still do it anyway. All right. Well, uh, I'll include that in the description, then. <laughs> that whole thing, man. All of those words. <laughs> uh, the, the wonders of copy and paste. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So, I, uh, sorry, continue. I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on your podcast, and uh, I'm glad things are going good for you. If uh, legitimately, if uh, if you need anything, man, let me know. I, I like I said, I'm not uh, financially strapped. I got toilet paper. Uh, I have a car. I can I can help people out in ways. And that well, that is I guess that is something I'm gonna I'll, I'll let you know now, and your listeners can do it. Uh, I've done some weird things where I've um, I've given money away to people. Like it's not a loan. <laughs> It's not a loan, and it's like, if you are in need, uh, I have I have given out money, and I do it over on my Facebook fan page. The first time I did it was, like, back in February, and I gave out, like, 350 bucks. And, well, and it was just one of those things of, like, tell me why you need money, right? And, it, you know, it's, and I, man, I can't tell you, Garrett, I got overwhelmed. Like, people were hitting me with heavy stuff and it was like it started with me giving a hundred dollars is what it was and then i had people like they contributed to the cause so people were throwing extra money at me that's how it got to be the 350 oh uh, now that's mutual aid 
Oh yeah, that's um well aside from not producing content at the speed that uh I think people will want it. Another uh, another reason why I haven't like set up a GoFundMe or Patreon for myself is uh basically because I'm waiting for a medical emergency, like let's say I get cancer, that'll just bankrupt me, so it's like alright, now it's time to start begging for money. So, like, I know we're at the end of April the 19th here, so, like, about two weeks, I'll probably do another uh, $100 giveaway, and then if people want to add to the cause, that's great, And uh, or if they if they legitimately need money, you know, I always tell them, like, just message me and tell me, like, what you would use the 100 bucks on, and then I have to go through the difficult process of who needs it. Uh, very quickly, yeah. has there, like, yeah. ever been any reasons or excuses that... You just said fuck you too. <laughs> no, no. Thankfully, no. I mean, some people have done it jokingly, and I know they've been joking. Like, I need it for blowing hookers, and like, I, you know, <laughs> I, I know that you're kidding. But thankfully, nobody's been like, yeah, you know, I, I'm looking to get uh, my windows tinted or something, you know, something like that. Like, it, it's all been like legitimate. Of like, this hundred dollars would pay for like two weeks worth of groceries for me and my kids, and like. Yeah, I need I need gas to go to Lansing to block hospitals again. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly like that. I would just laugh. And what I do is I, you know, I just tell people I'm always like, thank you for sharing because I get a lot of people. It's very difficult to share, you know, some financial burdens or whatever. Like, and I I consider myself very fortunate right now, Garrett. Of like, I am not in dire need. So I feel like if I can contribute back in some way, I'm going to do that. And I know a lot of people are like, why aren't you contributing to like United Way or something else like that? And I feel like uh, for me, I'm giving it to a specific person as opposed to like, here's a hundred bucks for United Way. And then I don't know where it goes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that's a losing yeah. battle there, especially when it yeah. comes to people, what like charities or organizations they prefer. Right, this right. reason, or there's this reason. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You just kind of, you just, you pretty much just gotta do what you think is right. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, that's, and I try, I tell people too, like if you don't like what I'm doing, like then you can go do it yourself. I encourage people, and like if you have the money and you feel like you can give something to someone, do it on your page, do it on your wall, and then you can determine who you feel should get this money. So it's all me. Like I'm the one who makes the final decision because I'm the one who I have the money. <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. <laughs> so actually, yeah, it's not that far to... off, actually. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're at the nearly forty minute mark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for talking with me today, Stu. I appreciate it. Well, thanks, man. Uh, keep keep doing what you're doing as long as it's making you happy and uh, things will be good. All right, well, uh, keep, oh, man, hope everything continues to go well for you, that you yeah. stay safe. Thanks. Uh, avoid those 5G towers. 
You'll be fine. That's right, man. I don't even know what it looks like. I'll be okay. Oh, you see, that makes it easier to avoid, then. Yeah, for sure, man. I don't know what the fuck it is. So we're all good. All right, dude. Uh, have a good all day, right. then. Thanks, Garrett. I'll talk to you later, man. Yep, talk to you later. Right. Yeah. Bye. Folks, um, 
Our next guest here is a Grand Rapids comedian and a host at Dr. Grin's Comedy Club, Garrett Elzinga. Garrett, how's it going, bro? Good. How are you doing? Eh, like I said, I'm doing good. Uh, surviving this Sunday afternoon. Yep, me too. Just trying to pass the time, get some projects done. Yeah, what are you working on? Uh, I just finished editing someone's album uh, earlier this week, and then uh, I'm working on editing someone's uh, special that they recorded a couple couple years ago. Getting that edit all edited together. Oh, very nice. Mm, a lot of lot of work. <laughs> okay, so not very nice, son. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's just something to pass the time, and luckily I have the time now to do it, so. It's good. It's convenient. All right. Well, as I've uh, talked to you uh, beforehand, I uh, wanted to see what your life has been since this uh, pandemic has started. Uh, it's pretty much that. I mean, I haven't really written any material. It's It's been kind of just observations about how people are acting right now, and it kind of gets immediately put to Facebook or Twitter. And then I kind of forget about it. So um, I'm trying to not post everything that I think <laughs> and just keep them in the notepad and uh, maybe explore them after this is all done. But uh, yeah, I haven't really written anything. I've been trying to work on you know, something else to put out in the meantime, but it's, it's just been... You, you need money, too. So there's no money in your own projects. There's going to be money in getting other people's things together so you can't pay yourself for doing your own editing well uh before i ask the first question uh i do have to say you made a pretty good post this afternoon uh what what which one did i post uh it's the one about uh fake slash satirical right-wing news sites oh yeah 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 uh, what was that one patriots or something uh yeah potatriots like potato um, and patriot. Yes, because uh, it's like you think you know everything, but you're just bloated, full of starch. You really know nothing, which is funny because it's a conservative tool. So I don't understand why they would think that being called, like, why would you? I I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, why? It, it's a conservative, you know, right wing propaganda machine that's pumping out satirical content, but it's called the Patriot. So it's like a, you know, uh, uh, it's like a, it's like a title for idiots, basically. <laughs> so why, why would you go to something that's calling you an idiot and be like, see, this is proof. You're like, no, it's just, it's all dumb. And they think that you're so dumb that you're going to believe this is true. Ergo, they take it and they, you know, they share it. It's crazy. Well, I, I think that's, uh, just part of right wing humor in general. Uh -huh. You know, you just really don't have much of a sense of irony or, yeah. you know, you got to be right on point or you just think dumb shit is funnier than it actually is. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. None of it's funny. And it's not because, you know, I've got some jokes that liberals will hate. So it's not that I'm like this left wing liberal. It's just it's all, all extremes are fucking the worst. And I mean, I know I hate being the middle guy kind of thing, and you know, you don't doing want, the you don't want to be that, that uh, you don't want to be that great centrist comedian. 
No, no, I don't want to be centrist. I, I, I have my beliefs, and I'm going to stick to them, but I, I just hate the idea that people act holier than thou on both sides of the fence. But it's like, you're both wrong, though. So I'm not going to swing that far to either side, but I get the points of both sides. It's just they're both assholes. But I'm not <laughs> in the middle. I don't know. It's, it's this weird devil's advocate, you know, gray area kind of situation. So, Well, it is the perfect time to be a shithead, if you really think about it. That's true. But uh, let's get right on to it, actually. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> Alright, yeah, speak of perfect timing, uh, was there, like, a moment when you, when you realized personally that this pandemic was gonna become as bad as, as it has, that it was gonna have the effect that it has? Like an oh shit moment. I think I, I realized it in January when I read the first news article I remember where I was. I remember what I was doing. I was recording an episode of This Better Be Good, the podcast I have. And we had just seen a movie. I had just went outside between the two. So for anyone that doesn't know, this podcast is my friend and I. We talk about a movie before we see it. We go see it. And then we talk about it again after we see it. So Bellow Comedian Mike Logan? Yes. Um, so we recorded the pre. We went and saw the movie. And then right after that, I went out for a smoke break. We ordered some food. And then when I'm out there for the smoke break, I saw this news article uh, of, you know, people in Wuhan, China are dying of, a, of the coronavirus. It's named COVID-19, like all this stuff. And I'm just like, this, I mean, if this gets out, this could be everywhere. Like, I remember having that thought in January. Uh, it was like January 19th. It was like really really new into the year and then kind of didn't really think anything of it but if i was president i 100 percent would have thought more of it <laughs> and then february hits and then it's like i i might i might have to go back and listen to that episode because i think i bring it up where i'm like well we should just shut down the countries that it is already because it's not just going to be China. Like, if it's in other countries or people that have traveled from here to there, like, you need to track all these people. I feel like I said that on there, but I can't remember. Oh, you, so you, anyway, you, actually, you actually gave a thought on that. It wasn't, like, a quip, like, man, this movie's so bad, I wish I had COVID. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I'm pretty sure I brought it up on the pod. Or I might have just said it to Mike when I came back in. I can't remember, but... Um, and then in the weeks that followed, I kind of forgot about it, and it kind of came up again February 1st-ish, and where it's like, you know, Trump has banned people coming from China or something like that. And then uh, you dig deeper, and you're like, no, he's still letting people come in who are traveling to China. So he did nothing there. So that's when I started to get the ball rolling. I'm like, this is... This isn't going to be good because it's going to come here because people are still traveling from China to here. They're still traveling across the world. And then, you know, just the news reports keep going. And then he's like, this is a hoax. And then I'm like, this fucking guy, like, he's not taking it seriously. I remember everything was just like, you know, and Bernie's campaign was under fire because, you know, he's not Joe Biden. And like everything was starting to just take this big dip. Mm -hmm. 
And then I remember I went to the Bernie rally that was in Grand Rapids. Yep, I was there too. Yeah, and I was like, I feel really good about this. I think everything's coming up. Millhouse, this is going to be great. <laughs> and then that weekend, I went to Royal Oak, and the world set on fire. Like, the moment that it hit the United States, like, it was still kind of not really being taken seriously. And then it's like, just, we got to have stuff in play. Like, I'm thinking all these things. And I'm like, am I ahead of the curve? Why am I thinking these things that are like logical thoughts? And uh, that weekend I was at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Uh, I was featuring. And I was really excited to work with the headliner. But it was there was this black cloud that was hanging over the whole weekend. Because they had to take chairs out and take seats out. That's the same thing. Tables and chairs <laughs> out. And they had to limit the amount of people that could be there. Because it was, like, at that time, I think Whitmer said it was, like, uh, groups of hundreds. Like, a hundred or something like that. Mm -hmm. So you had to limit the amount of people that could be there. And then there's, like, hand sanitizer everywhere. I just sanitized my hands constantly, washed all the time. Like, just started really taking it seriously. And then I was talking to Louis Michael. He was the MC that weekend. He's a comic out of Lansing. But uh, he's like, this is, like, serious. So he started to get in my head. And I just started reading up more and more on it. And uh, I was like, this, I mean, all we have to do is just stay put for three weeks and not do anything. That's, and we can just eradicate this. But, and then she calls the order where it's stay at home. And then I'm like, well, I'm out of a job. So I immediately on Sunday or Monday, I think it was when I got back in town, I filed for unemployment and I got that all rolling so i'm collecting unemployment but i just there's this feeling of just like not contributing and you feel so useless so there's that along with you know this just just miserable feeling all the time and then you see other people you know doing protests and you're like well i can't wait to see the numbers in three weeks and then three weeks fucking later there's a spike in cases and you're like duh i mean i don't it's so common sense and you're not invincible. You know what it reminds me of these protesters? They remind me of John Landis on the set of the twilight zone, the movie. You know that story? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Like he's making all these pyrotechnics go off in the helicopter and he's like louder, more explosions, get closer. And he ends up killing Vic Morrow, the actor, and then two uh, kids who weren't even supposed to be working at that time. And uh, just like completely decapitated by this helicopter that flies and kills them. And that is, the, that's the protesters to me. That's all the people not taking this seriously. It's because you just think that you matter, your thing is important, and you're invincible, and nothing can bring you down. And then people die because of actions that you took. You might be fine, but other people are going to be, you know, affected. And it's it's such a it's such a selfish act. So I don't know. I mean, that's when I started to take it seriously. It was like that moment where I'm like, oh, shit's getting different. Like I, I didn't feel comfortable, and you know, new, different news outlets are pump, pumping different stuff out, and it, it comes back to this whole right wing propaganda shit, where it's just like continually going against Nancy Pelosi, and I'm like, what has she done to you? 
I don't yeah. understand. Hey, man, she's affected them with her five Gs. I get. I mean, Mitch McConnell is the devil, if you ask me. I mean, he's the guy that wants to like make every business. Uh, not subject to lawsuits if someone gets sick. So, ergo, you don't have to follow any specific guidelines. Uh, he's like um, he's like Dollar Tree Satan. Like uh-huh. he's oh, do- yeah. yeah he's a uh... god. This is such a shitty movie. You ever see Master of Disguise? <laughs> like, yes, yeah, I have. He's turtle. yeah he, yeah he's turtle. If he was well evil, I believe it. All right, so, uh, so that's that's that. <laughs> uh, you okay, man? That was long. I know, I know. I'm Just impressed, actually. Well, normally, I mean, I don't talk. My, I live with two roommates, my girlfriend and my friend Ortega. He's a comic as well, but um, we kind of talk throughout the week. But then there, we don't say a lot, I guess. So, and I don't really talk to other people. So it's my brain is slower. I felt. I'm, it's harder for me to like get the words that I want to say, so I, I feel like I take longer, and I've been swearing less, so because there's no one to fucking hear it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just you kind of feel like you lose that that uh, that funny bone. So it's like you have to keep trying to do something that makes you feel right in your head. So I don't know. Well, That's what I've been focusing on. Well, my friend, I'm glad to be here to hear all your thoughts. You know, be someone different. I just can't wait to hear what the next question is. Well, it's a, actually uh, pretty simple. Now, you uh, mentioned that you've gone on unemployment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to know what your um, experience has been going through the system since, honestly, we've heard a lot about it. Basically just mm-hmm. how it's failing everyone in Michigan. Across the yeah. country, in fact. It is failing everyone. I posted something a while back about, because um, I was confused about how the whole process worked, because I never had to file for it before. So I, um, what did I do? I, I filed that night, and then they accepted it. So then they said, you're going to get this, you're going to get a card. And then um, I was, there was no money on the card. So I was so confused. I was like, where is the money? What's happening? And then I had to ask, and they're like, you have to log back in, and then you claim each week. So you go in, you answer some questions, and then they give you the money for each week. So you have to go claim. Or you can do that online, which I found incredibly easy. Uh, Or you can call, I guess, which no one's getting through. So I suggest going online. But then there's so many people that are like, well, I mean, they denied my claim. And I'm like, well, no claims should be denied right now. I mean... Even if someone's lying, accept it and then figure it out later when all this is over. So, you know, but that's the thing, too, is like where people are making more money than people that are working. And it's like, well, you have to up the amount that people are getting paid at their jobs if they're still working right now, because it it should be hazard pay. They're like, wow, we are giving hazard pay. And I'm like, that still doesn't explain why people who are working, you know, are, who are working are making less money than people on minimum wage. I, uh, uh, or not, not minimum wage, I'm sorry, um, unemployment. I, uh, because actually, at my day job at the warehouse, we uh, currently got about six people, I think, who are out on unemployment uh-huh. for uh, various reasons. One, two of them that I know are, two of them that I know because uh, they got 
family take care of, and they are actually scared of catching this. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. An another one is because uh, two weeks ago they mandated, they finally mandated wearing masks at the warehouse, and uh -huh. a few of them just don't want to do it, so they got a 30-day off. What a fucking, what morons. Yeah, I know. Just wear the fucking mask. Yeah, jeez. And they, they get a variety of masks that they could wear. They could wear surgical masks. They could put a handkerchief so they could look like gang members or Antifa, uh -huh. whatever they want to pretend to be. You could look cool. I mean, put a Michael Myers mask on or some shit. I don't care. Yep. And then, well, our personal favorite is um, we have a dude there who we nicknamed Reek because um, he smells very uh -huh. bad. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, he likes... Well, it should it should not be stated that uh, he has some issues. Uh -huh. And uh, apparently, during all this, he's been bragging and laughing about how he could go, like, two weeks at a time without bathing. Jesus fucking Christ. He should have been fired before COVID-19. Oh, yeah, we've been hoping for that for a while now, because... I mean... That's that's crazy that you can't just fire somebody for, you know, uh, what is it, unsanitary, like just um, high personal hygiene. Yep, but like, uh, if, they got around uh, they got around it with this by saying like, okay, Reek, um, you, you know what, you want to take thirty days off? Sure. Okay. Good. Bye. <laughs> perfect. So don't there, don't hire him back. I hope not. He's. He's bound to be like our personal typhoid Mary. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh so you are getting uh unemployment now, correct? Yeah, yep. It's like seven fifty a week. So that's it's that is more that's uh, obviously more than I was making at Dr. Grin's. But um and then, you know, comedy and other stuff like that. It it is nice, but I I'll still have to pay taxes on it, so uh, I'm just racking all that money up and then I'm going to have a one-time deposit into my bank account and then, you know, hold on to it. It's, it's just a way to save money. Uh, you, so, did you, uh, get the stimulus check, aka the I, Trump socialist check? Yep, I did. I got that check, baby. Same here. Uh, I'm, I'm finding out most people are not getting it because they either A, didn't file their taxes or from a previous year, or B, the account they had the direct deposit go into when they filed their taxes is now closed, so there's nowhere for that money to go, so it just gets sent back. And that's the reason, that's one of the re many reasons people aren't getting it. So it's just, the whole thing that you take away from this is that the system was not prepared for any of this to happen, and then once it does happen, you don't have enough uh, ways to figure out how to pay each person individually. I mean, there's people who are 18 years old that have their own, you know, they have jobs, they're, they're filing taxes every year, but they're also a dependent. So they're not getting that $1,200. They're not getting any money, which that's bullshit because let's say they have rent mm -hmm. and you, if, unless you wouldn't have to pay out this much money if you had a federal mandate across the country where it's like no land tax, no property tax, no, any any tax, just everything stopped. No mortgage payments, nothing. Everything stopped, and that doesn't mean that you double up the next month. 
you fucking you nix the amount of months that this is going on. But that's the problem with having states is that you have federal and you have states and everything's broken up differently. So other states are doing different things. So I don't know. I mean, it's a it is a shit show out there. And I, I just can't wait for it to all blow over. And then I just, I come out like it, I don't know. I feel like Probably it's the, it. like you're in the, um, the bunker, like the bunker after the, you know, the bomb goes off and then you come out and you're like, oh my God, everyone's dead. I think like that's what this is. Basically this is fallout. Fallout. Yes. Oh man. But, uh, so. yeah, I have a friend who, uh, gave some, Sage advice when the checks started coming in. He suggested that when you get the Trump stimulus check to uh, immediately take it out of your bank account if you have long-standing debts. Oh, yeah. Because yep. the IRS and debt collectors will just swoop in on it and take it. And that happened to a lot of people, too. People with college um, student loans, that gone. Yep. It's like, that's, I mean, that's, people have a, even if you were paying it, I mean, you, you have, it's, oh boy, it's uh, just a shit show of a situation out there. Yeah, that's the official stance of this podcast. If you get any, any money, well, okay, two of them. One, <laughs> shit show. Two, if you get any stimulus money, immediately take it out of your account and bury it in your backyard. Mm, maybe, yeah. get, maybe get maybe get a high-powered rifle or two beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, I've just, I mean, luckily I don't have those debts, so I've just been saving it all. Yep. All right. Because so. there's, nothing, there's nothing for me to buy, you know? Like food, uh, and then bills, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing else. Uh, let's uh, talk about your personal life here. You uh, mentioned that you live with your uh, girlfriend and a uh, friend. Yep. Uh, what type of housing do you live in? We live in a two-story house that's broken up into two apartments. So there's an apartment on the top, and there's an apartment on the bottom where we live. Yeah, what uh, neighborhood do you live in? Uh, are you going to ask for my address next? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, I would ask for your phone number, but clearly I already have that. So if yeah. you could give me your social and bank account, that'd be nice, too. Uh, 369. Um... <laughs> It's it's in the Heritage Hill area. Oh, well, you so know, same here. Oh, it's pretty nice. I mean, I I like it a lot. We got really lucky because I'm sorry. <laughs> we got really lucky because the the house is it's in this family lineage. They've had it for years, um, so it's paid off. But then the dad gave it to his two sons. So one of the sons is the landlord of the upstairs and one of the sons is the landlord of the downstairs. And we got real lucky where, you know, all utilities are included in the rent and uh, we don't have to pay for anything except, you know, trash and internet. Oh, very so nice. It's incredibly lucky and it's a cheap price. So, I mean, I don't want to go anywhere. And especially with this going on, I mean, fucking, I don't want to leave for another two years now, you know. Well, since uh, we seem to live in the same proximity of each other, I uh, guess I don't have to ask you what your environment has been like. But uh, what has, uh, has there been any major changes around your household in regards to, like, personal habits or cleanliness since this pandemic started? No, I think we're we're all 
showering the same amount. Mm. I mean, we're doing more dishes. I'm doing more dishes because we're just here all the time. So we're eating more at home. That's one thing. I mean, probably using more water, doing dishes. Um, same amount of laundry. That's the thing is, like, if you don't go anywhere, you can still wear the same clothes. We're not actively sweating, so I don't know. Uh, so you, you're not one of those people that are, say, wearing their clothes, but then when you get home, you take it off before you go inside? No. Because I have yeah, unless, heard, unless I've heard someone, a few doing that. Unless someone sneezes on me or... You know, I mean, I, I've read so many differing accounts of, you know, the, whatever, the virus stays on a certain surface for insert amount of time here. There's no definite amount of time. So it's just like, you can sanitize everything, but I don't know. I mean, I, I don't go out often. And if I do, it's admire. And I mean, I haven't had anyone, like, everyone's wearing masks now, so I don't have to worry about that, or I haven't bumped into anybody, um, I don't know, I mean, I'm not too concerned about the clothes stuff. Yeah, same here, honestly, the only thing that I'm personally always been afraid of is just people breathing, coughing, or sneezing on me, not yeah. really, not really so much, like, touching something and I'll get it. You know, yeah, because you'll wash your hands or if you rub up against something. But, I mean, I haven't. I'm, I'm very conscious of every movement that I'm making and every movement that people are making around me. Like, have, have you ever seen Premium Rush? <laughs> it's a bad example. But Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt movie. He's a biker in New York City. Oh, oh yeah, I've heard of that one. I haven't seen yeah. it, but I heard of it. So when he's biking, he does he does this thing where he looks forward and then like tries to plan out every route that he could possibly take to weave in and out of these cars. And then it's like there's arrows on screen and he's like, if I go this way, I could get hit by this car. If I go that way, I could get hit by this one. I dodge it and get hit by another one or something like that. And then he finds the correct path to go. Um, that's how I just actively always, you know go somewhere like if i'm walking around downtown and there's just slow people during fucking art prize or something i'm weaving in and out of people constantly so i just always had that about me and i think i think this is like hyperdrive kind of way so it's like if i look down an aisle and i see someone down there i look down another one i shoot down that one and then you know jump over it's that's just how i always am so i try and avoid people at all costs hmm. regularly Unless you're so, doing, unless you're doing stand up, that's really yeah, hard. I mean, that's really hard to avoid people doing that. Well, I'm sure that's the next question where it's like, you know, what are you going to do when stand up happens again? And I don't even. I mean, I know that essential places like restaurants, more of those are going to open up. Bars are probably going to open up, but they're going to have to limit seating and how many people can be there. But I mean, what's the point in even opening a comedy club? Because that's the last place that people go already so i mean i can't imagine anyone would be going to these clubs and i i can't imagine comics wanting to come in and do these clubs i'm booked on places in july and you know november far out i don't know if they're even going to be happening anymore yeah could so, you could you see yourself say wearing a mask on stage 
I mean, I prefer not to, but if I have to, fine. But then with that, it's just like, well, now I'm touching the microphone. Am I taking it out of the stand? Am I talking into it? I mean, we, we could just not use microphones. We could do this thing, but then you're projecting, so you're spitting more, and you're breathing more, and you're using your voice more, so then it's like, do we swap out the microphones? Do we clean them? I mean, what? it's just, it's all this hassle. It doesn't have to happen if the government could just step in and show some fucking balls and take care of these people. You know? Yep. Actually, so. Well, dude, uh, we're all, we're all, we're just about to hit the thirty minute mark. So, uh, I oh, okay. have one more question for you. Tits. It's the best one. You can really use your imagination on this one. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, do you uh, have any predictions for the near future of like when this pandemic will quote unquote end? What a post COVID world will look like. I think people who are smart will still be wearing masks. I think we'll still be social distancing. Um, I don't think we'll be back to normal until probably 20, like late 2021. Um, I don't, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I think the way that it is now, I feel like enough people are, being so like conscious of things, but I feel like there's, there's even more people who are not. So people are going to get it and be like, how did I get it? It's like, well, you didn't, you know, you're fucking protesting with an assault rifle and Lansing. So it's not dumb. It's not, you know, hard to imagine how they got it. But then the people that they come into contact with, some people that they come into contact with are going to get it. Some aren't, and they could be carriers, so that that's how these things spread, and it's, I don't even know. I mean, I'm just going to play it safe. What do I see in the future? I don't know. I, th- there's going to be a breaking point where people are literally going to be crazy in the streets. I, I think that's going to happen, because the longer this goes on, the more people who don't go to therapy, ironically, right-wingers, are going to have this mental break because they're not in touch with, you know, the feelings that they have. They don't know how to express them, and they're going to they're gonna go even crazier. I, it's not hard to believe, so I, it's going to be like a zombie situation, I feel like. Uh, so basically everything's all bad. Uh-huh. <sighs> wholeheartedly agree, brother. I wholeheartedly it's, agree. It's only going to be bad, and it's only this bad because we have terrible leadership. We have no leadership whatsoever. That's the reason this is all happening, and I stand by that. Oh, come on. It's not all that bad. I mean, can you imagine any other leader that would have the courage to tell you to put light into your lungs to get out the bad stuff? You know what's so you know what's so funny about this? I I was doing I was doing Matt Cook's podcast. Yeah. The moment that I read about that, and I said it on there, and I'm like, oh my god! I so I did his direct quote as Trump, and then I'm like, this is just it's insane. <laughs> it's so it's so dumb that you would even say these things because they're clearly just him winging it, and I'm like, I get what he's saying. He's just trying to quell his base, and he's trying to, like, 
piss off liberals. I get what he's doing. And then the next fucking day, he says he was being sarcastic. And I'm like, that's not what you were doing. That's not sarcasm. That is you. That's not sarcastic. You were you were talking to officials, health officials, being like, maybe we could do these things. The judge could proposals, <laughs> and they're not. It, it, it's it's so outlandish. And then his fucking base was defending him, and then they immediately have to be like, no, he was joking. I just wish his whole base just sounded like him. That's what I want. I want them oh. all to wake up tomorrow and all sound just like Donald Trump. They can realize how fucking dumb they sound. Uh, dude, uh, last weekend, my uh, mom and I got into about that. And she's not even like a right winger. She votes Democrat all the time. But she, uh. was, she was defending him, and... Uh, <sighs> What did she defend him about? This 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 quote? Yeah, she. Well, first it was the typical, you know. Oh, he didn't really say that. Which, no, he did. He but, said it. But uh, here, here's the big thing, and I gave a very hearty laugh. She did not appreciate it. Uh-huh. Was saying like, well, you know, he wasn't telling people to do that. He was giving suggestions to the medical community on how they could create a vaccine by possibly using these products. Interesting, because that's also not what he said. He didn't say that we could use Lysol. He said, I'm pretty sure he said disinfectant and injection. So what's a disinfectant that I can get my hands on? Oh, I'm a stupid person? Okay, definitely. What's an in, what's, a, what's a disinfectant I can get my hands on? Uh, Lysol? Okay, cool, I got that in the... Okay, I got that in the fridge for some reason. And then, uh, but I don't have a needle, so I can't inject it. Well, hmm, maybe I can just... Drink it. That's what he meant. Inject, ingest. That's the same thing. I'm still stupid. And then uh, people will literally do it. People call poison control because they fucking voted for a guy that looks like he is, you know, 50, a 50 year old middle aged woman <laughs> because he puts fucking orange product on his face. I mean, it's, it's not unfathomable that his people would do this. No, uh, and I know that's not. I know that's not what he's saying. I know that's not what he's saying. But that's how people took it. I know. It was, oh God! It was, I know it's one of those moments where, like, I can get into a pretty vicious arguments with my mother over this kind of stuff. But I just said, "Mom, please, mom, <laughs> mom, please." <laughs> I mean, that's how I have to be with my dad too. I mean, I I barely talk to him about this, but. He's he's a he's a he's a supporter. Parents, am I, parents, am I right? But they're the ones that told us to go to college and get a good job, so we'd have job security. Oh wait, we're all unemployed. Hmm, okay, well, glad I followed my passion, and we're in the same fucking boat. Yep. All right, Garrett. Uh, that's all I wanted to talk to you about today. I uh, thank you very much for taking time to talk with me. For sure, I hope I'm the most depressing segment on the pod. Oh, you will have competition, I assure you. Who's next? Uh, let's see. Honestly, uh, I've been doing this for about three weeks now. I, uh, I try to, well, get people on, but as you know, the world has gone sane, so, uh, uh-huh. schedules are constantly changing. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, before you go, is there anything of yours you would like to plug? Or is there any way that people, if they would like to uh, financially support you, can do so? 
Oh yeah, I mean people can find my album. Uh, I got two of them. They're they're both on Bandcamp and Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. I guess I don't know Amazon, all that stuff. But first one's called Perspective, and the most recent one's called Bullet Biter. The MC sessions. Uh, I'm really proud of the latest one. Hopefully, I have a new one coming on the way. Um, yeah, I mean, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Garrett Elzinga, G-E-R-R-I-T, and then E-L-Z-I-N-G-A. Find me on all that stuff, so. All right, and those shall be the, the, the yeah, sorry. Those, that will be down <laughs> in the show notes. Cool. All right, Garrett, uh, thanks for talking with me today. I uh, hope everything goes well for you, despite all the circumstances going on right now. Well, I hope the same for you, Garrett. Yep, and uh, hopefully we'll talk again other, under uh, much better circumstances. Yeah, we're, Mo- we're both happy. That would be nice. Much less apocalyptic circumstances. <sighs> yes. All right, brother. All right, have a good day, dude. You too. Thanks. Yep, bye. Bye.
And there we go. That was the first part of uh, the COVID life po- special episode of the Garrett Shelke podcast. And boy, howdy, was it a great, sh- great episode. Best episode ever. Could not imagine anything better. Or could I? Find out in uh, the COVID life part two, where we have more great past guests and more great music. Till then, folks. Talk to you later.